Thank you for tuning in to Carbondale Historical Society's podcast. This episode is part of our This I Remember audio archive. This archive are interviews conducted in the 1980s and 90s by Mary Ferguson, a longtime resident of Carbondale, born in Spring Gulch. These interviews aired on Katie and Kay and were recently donated to the Historical Society by Mary's descendants. The Historical Society wants to thank Katie and Kay, Seven Stars Rebecca Lodge Number 91, Alpine Bank and Meredith and Dan Bullock Ferguson's family, as well as the many other donors and volunteers who came together to save these tapes and make them forever available to our Carbondale community. Enjoy. This is Mary Ferguson, This I Remember program. Tonight I'm bringing you a third generation of Potato Day memories and also some information of our Potato Day for this year. Back in 1909, we had some progressive uh, people who got the idea of celebrating the, at that time, most important crop in Carbondale. And of course, the celebration, potato celebration was born. The uh, first committee was Fate Gardner, Frank Sweet, William Pings, Gene Grubb, and of course, others. And tonight, I have Tony Sue Cerise. She's going to tell you about 1989 Potato Day. That's a far cry from 1909. This is our 80th Potato Day. During World War I and World War II, uh, Potato Day, uh, the celebration itself, was discontinued because too many of our people were overseas. But it has been a continuing celebration throughout Carbondale. We'll tell you more about that later. Uh, Tony, you are a chairman this year. You have graciously given us your time, your mother's time, your grandmother's time. Uh, tell us something about 1989 Potato Day. Okay, Mary, thank you. Um, Potato Day is scheduled for October 7th this year, starting off with the homecoming game on the 6th, and this is the high school homecoming. Uh, on the morning of the 7th, we start off with the parade with lineup at 9.30 in the morning and the parade actually starting at 10.30 a.m. This year we have decided to give away prizes. The best to show, a $150 prize, the best nonprofit, the best commercial, the best high school, the best youth group, and the best individual all receiving a $75 prize. Uh, we're planning to prejudge the parade uh, prior to the 10.30 parade time. And uh, all the, the winning floats will have a great big ribbon put on them and hopefully um, attract a little bit more interest to the parade. Uh, we will be charging an entry fee, $25 per float. However, individual children will not be charged, and there will only be one charge for our per equestrian group. Um, Applications for the parade are available either through the chamber or the library. And uh, we're hoping um, that all of you have already gotten your applications in, but if not, you have until the 20th of this month. Um, after the parade is the barbecue in Sopras Park. Uh, the barbecue starts at 12 noon, and uh, the barbecue this year, again, will consist of barbecue beef on a bun, a baked potato, coleslaw, pickles and ice cream, and the price is $3.50 in advance, $4 at the gate. The Lions Club, again, is doing the barbecue, and they will be doing the ticket sales uh, for this event. Rosewood will be playing in the park during the barbecue, and there's a uh, rumor that there will be a lake contest also in the I park. I that uh, this is uh, a contest to recognize they all legs from pictures, right? That's what I understand. I that'll create a lot of fun. Um, approximately 1.30, 2 o'clock, uh, the raffle uh, prizes will be selected. Uh, the theme this year is Potatoes in Paradise, and the grand prize for the raffle is a weekend in, in Paradise. 
the value of that is approximately $300. And the idea with this prize is we've uh, gotten all sorts of contributions from different people here in the community to donate towards this prize, uh, lodging, food, uh, uh, theater tickets, that sort of thing. Uh, in addition to this grand prize, there are over a hundred other different prizes. The uh, benefit for the raffle this year is to benefit the Chamber of Commerce, and it is a landscaping project around the Chamber building. The Chamber members will be selling the tickets, and the tickets are $2 each or 6 for $10. Um, and They'll be going on sale just immediately, starting probably tomorrow or the next tomorrow day. Tomorrow or the next day. That evening, uh, of course, we have the Lions Club dance at the CRMS barn, and the band this year is Airborne. So that's kind of a sketch of the day's events. I hope I haven't forgotten anything. This um, is uh, each year the Potato Day um, Committee helps some uh, other committee or some other group in the town because all the money that we do earn, we're not a money-making event. We, um, this is to bring all of our old friends back to Carbondale again where old-timers meet old-timers, new friends, old friends make new friends. And um, we've had some wonderful parades, and we hope that this next year's parade will also be uh, great. I think we'll, from what uh, some of the people I've already talked to who are going to have floats. I hope this year we have bands. Can you tell us more about the school bands? We, yeah. Well, unfortunately, there is a band competition in Grand Junction on Saturday the 7th uh, that most of the local high schools will be attending. But, however, we do have a great band here at the middle school, and uh, there will be some participation on that level from the area. Um, we're still looking for volunteers, and uh, particularly somebody that can get the dancing potatoes together for the parade. They're if, great. If there's anybody out there that would like to volunteer, please don't hesitate to call Mary or myself or Melanie Cardiff. Um, but we need volunteers in all aspects. Um, the uh, farmer's market during the day, uh, we're hoping to find people that want to come in and, and sell their potatoes or other good goods. Potatoes or and apples especially. Yes. Apple cider, if anybody makes apple cider. Um, we'd love to have you come to the park and uh, sell your goods. We've got a couple car clubs coming this year, and they'll be showing their cars around the park. Um, both clubs are from Grand Junction, and uh, they kind of make it a, a celebration on their own to drive up here and put their cars into the parade and then show them afterwards. That's very interesting because the cars that, uh, that are shown uh, Last year, a lot of interest was created by the cars. And um, as I say, this is, this is Carbondale's day, and uh, we want everyone out. We want everyone to take part in it and enjoy themselves. Uh, do you know whether there will be a um, roping contest or a... Um, I th last year, you know, we had almost a rodeo at the, um, well, at the rodeo grounds out of town, uh, toward uh, the Catherine store. And I think they're planning to do that again this year. Years ago, um, that was part of Potato Day, to have a rodeo. We had a roping club that was very active in promoting a rodeo. And of course, we've lost some of those old timers who are who are interested in promoting a rodeo. But we have a lot of new people who are interested in horse shows and roping things of that kind. So that uh, 
I really don't know too much about that yet for this year. I know that if there's anybody out there that would like to volunteer to work on that committee, we'd sure love to have you. That's, uh, uh, potatoes are not raised in Carbondale as it used to be because everybody raised potatoes and we ship potatoes out of town by the car load. Now we have two or three farmers that uh, raise potatoes. Does your grandparents raise potatoes? No, my brothers do. Your brothers do. Yeah, they raise two to five acres per oh. year. So it's basically them and uh, the niece Lanix, of course. We used to uh, let school out, this especially during the war years, because we didn't have the uh, the labor to uh, to harvest a potato crop. And we have had potato days as late as, oh, into November. I remember one year when we were serving, uh, most of us stood in cardboard boxes so that we weren't standing in the snow. That was a lot of fun. You kept your hands warm. I always tried to be uh, serving the meat where I'd keep my fingers warm. I can remember picking potatoes. Um, this is back in the 60s. And uh, we'd be paid half a penny a sack to pick potatoes. And after the whole event was over with, you'd make a dollar fifty, a dollar seventy-five. But you know, you could buy uh, a lot of things with your dollar fifty or dollar seventy-five because you could buy candy. You could buy penny candy, and you can't do that now. No, you sure can't. You can't even buy a stick of gum. Anyway. Uh, Raising potatoes requires a lot of labor. It's uh, getting the seed ready in the spring, getting your fields ready in the spring, planting your potatoes, harvest, uh, working on them all summer, and then picking them. I pick potatoes too, and now I hate to even bend over to tie my shoelaces. <laughs> I couldn't pick a sack of potatoes all day. But we had people that would make, well, at that time, it was good money. Today, what we made then is considered peanuts, so to speak, because our money value has changed. But uh, then harvesting the potatoes and sending them out and sorting them, storing them, it is not an easy crop. But. Uh, Nevertheless, our potato day has continued. And potatoes, as far as that goes, is a food for rich and poor. It, it's really a basic food. You think of the um, association of the potato, putting the butter, the sour cream, and the rich dressings and all on that. That's what makes you fat. It isn't the potato itself. So, um, in, um, in raising potatoes now, do uh, your brothers ship potatoes out or do they sell them locally? No, they're selling them locally to the restaurants in Carbondale and uh, Glenwood Springs. Years ago, we didn't have all these potato chips and all the uh, French fries, French fries, and everything of that kind. It was just plain potatoes. And I remember getting up at five o'clock in the morning, baking the potatoes, and scooping out the potatoes, and mashing them with a lot of butter and cream, and putting them back in the shell, and bringing them to wherever we had our potato day tables at that time. And uh, the uh, ladies would meet the day before, butter the buns, and always some farmer would donate the meat. And of course, we didn't charge for a potato day uh, dinner at that time because everything was donated. Now we have to buy everything. And we're lucky that we have the Lions Club to do the barbecue. To do the barbecue. and. Uh, 
that's such a thrill to see them. Um, I just reading in this letter that Buster Gardner of Glenwood Springs in 1926 sat up all night in pouring rain to turn the meat on the spits. And of course, now we have a good pit where the meat can be barbecued and also the potatoes. Mm -hmm. Years ago, we, every housewife, every household in town would get two or three dozen potatoes. Most of them, sometimes you'd bake them the day before and sometimes you'd get up five as we did to get them baked and, and mashed and trimmed with butter and cheese, whatever, and get them back to the uh, tables while they were still hot. It was, uh, it was a community cooking day for potatoes. Years ago also, we had all kinds of um, uh, canning, baking, sewing that were judged. The uh, IOF Hall would um, be a place where all of these were displayed, exhibited, and our county extension agent would uh, help judge and to win a blue ribbon on a pie or a cake or a jar of fruit was a vent in our lives. It was really a, something that, uh, well, we worked all summer for. Mm -hmm. Canned our special vegetables, picked our prize-winning turnips, beets, carrots, and uh, we don't raise gardens. It's too easy to go to the Circle Super and pick up whatever you want. So, but, um, uh, well, I, I still think that we we raise the best potatoes around. There's nothing like the potatoes that are raised locally here. Well, there's there's a special a special flavor to our potatoes, and. Uh, we, uh, I guess we're just prejudiced because we use our own potatoes. What are, uh, can you tell us a little more about the prizes, the, um, the weekend in paradise? Well, I, what I know about it, I do know that they're included in it is a, um, a lunch at the Landmark, a breakfast at the Smithy, a dinner at the Sopras, um, um, two nights at the BRB Resort. And the idea is that we live in such a paradise that we should be vacationing in our own paradise. Some of the other prizes include uh, a fishing trip, a guided fishing trip. Uh, there's a party in paradise that's included, and that's pizzas, deli trays, and soda pop for 10 people which might be a great idea for New Year's Eve or um, Halloween or, or, Halloween or uh, some somebody's birthday, if you win it. Um, I do want to push that we, um, all the money that we raise on the raffle is donated. Last year we donated to the uh, fire station and the Jaws of Life project, and we were able to give them over $2,500. And we're hoping that we can top that this year with the landscaping project for the chamber. Because one of the first things that people see when they come into the valley is the chamber. And we'd like to have a nice picnic area for people to stop and uh, look at Mount Sopras and have a picnic. They need, we need a uh, central place. Of course, we have our parks and all. And our parks are used all the time. I'm really pleased with the way people are using our park. Some of them are abused, but nevertheless, it's great to have all of our parks. I think the um, a Centennial Park will be dedicated. Uh, we, uh, the memorial for the Centennial Memorial has been placed on the on Main Street, on the corner of Main and 8th. 
and uh, it's been grassed, and that too will be a beautiful park, a place where people can just sit and look at Mons Opus. That's uh, that's one of our drawing cards is Mons Opus, and I I look at it every morning, and oh, I don't like to see the snow on it this early. But it was beautiful the other morning oh, with the beautiful. first dusting of snow, and but I don't want. I want the snow to stay up there yet for a long time. I don't want it to come down here. <laughs> and that's uh, uh, what uh, what really concerns me. Uh, do you have any idea how many people we served last year? I It was a little bit over 1,000. I know that we prepped food for 1,200. So we served a little bit over a thousand, and we're hoping that uh, we'll, you know, stay right around those figures—the twelve hundred to fifteen hundred figure this year. Our potato Days is basically a local community event. It's a community affair. They say where old friends meet and new friends, and all. It isn't. It isn't a festival like the fair. It's an entirely different uh, philosophy for the Potato Day and for the Carbondale Fair. Both are great, but they are different. Well, their ideas are different. Yes, it, it's it's a time to go to the park and see old friends that you haven't seen for a year or two years or five years and uh, see your friends again. Enjoy the music, the food. And hopefully we won't have any rain. <laughs> well, one of our middle school students last year said that Carbondale always had a good festival because uh, Mother Nature lived here and she liked us. And it seems to be true because we have all kinds of threatening clouds and wind and everything. But during the main part of whatever activity we have, the weather's beautiful. For our balloon festival, for our fair, for our, our ball games and all that. Although we have played football games in the snow <laughs> and in the rain. So it's, uh, it's a time to, to look forward to. And it's also just around the corner. So if anybody is thinking about doing a float for the parade this year, please do uh, pick up your application at the chamber or the library. And we've got all sorts of categories. Um, we want the high school kids to put their floats in. We want the younger than high school kids to do a float and win a prize. Uh, there's a commercial section. There's a nonprofit section, an individual section, and of course the best of show. And um, even though our parade is only about four blocks long, it can be quite exciting with a lot of people entering their floats and showing off whatever they want to show. Each parade has been better each year. Been either more floats or more exciting floats. Every parade has, uh, well, as we say, it was just better than the one the year before, and we thought that was the best. And we're very, we're pleased with our parades. And so. if there's any dancing potatoes out there, we sure want to hear from you. We'd like to see you in the parade on October 7th. We will be selecting a king and queen for the potato day again this year. Mr. and Mrs. Bob Perry were our king and queen last year. And I was really thrilled to see them riding horseback in the, uh, in the parade. I have several candidates for our king and queen, and uh, maybe they'll be all on horseback again this year. Who knows? Flavin Cerise is going to do the parade lineup and again, and he's been doing that since... I want since to thank Flavian for doing that, because he has done it for so many years. What, 1949 or 47? And he does such a good job, and it's, it's quite a chore to organize and get a parade on the road. It's, uh, it's not as easy as you think, well, we've got our float ready, let's go. 
There's a lot more to it than that. So, uh, and uh, our, par our prizes this year are outstanding. They're so different. Well, we got some new people on the board, and it always helps when you get new people on the board. New ideas. New ideas. And uh, it's... Uh, well, I, I think it's going to be a great event, and uh, the theme is just great. Potatoes in paradise. And Carbondale is paradise. This is Mary Ferguson, this I remember, and uh, you have been listening to... Tony Cerise sharing some of her memories and some of her information on the Potato Day for this year at the City Park, Carbondale. This is KDNK, this I remember program. This I remember, KDNK, Mary Ferguson. First hand, second hand, otherwise. Tonight we have a lot of first hand news. We have Tony Cerise with us, who will update us on some of the things that happened yesterday, our 84th Potato Day. Okay, Macy, uh, excuse me, Tony. Hi, I'm Tony Cerise. I'm a lifetime uh, citizen of Carbondale, and I'm also the chairman of the Potato Day Committee for the uh, 1993 Salute to Western Women of Courage. Yesterday, the parade, although an hour and a half long, uh, we feel was very successful. We had 59 entries into the parade, and of them, uh, numerous children, uh, groups, uh, many, many women of courage that were being saluted in the parade. The uh, parade was judged, and we had a panel of five judges. And they were Rhonda Palmer, Jerry Zamora, Patty Skank, Joe Fisher from the high school, and Paul Huttenhauser. Uh, the parade lineup people consisted of Flavin Cerise, John Cerise, Paul Luttrell, and myself. And this year we gave away flowers to all the women that were involved in the parade, from the Grand Marshals, the barbecue serving ladies, to the, the women of courage that were involved. And the people that helped with that uh, were Wendy Robinson and Jenny Alfeter. Uh, this year, the again, the announcer was Michael Chandler with the backup support of Melanie Cardiff. And the music uh, was by Tracy McLean. Uh, Carol Craven took pictures of the parade, so we'll have a photo album for the Historical Society. And the sound was uh, produced by John Rieger, and of course the radio broadcast by KDNK Radio. It was a truly wonderful parade. We also had uh, in the parade route this year the Carbondale Boy Scouts were our pooper scoopers, and uh, uh, they were earning money uh, so that they could all go over. Uh, to Colorado Springs for a Boy Scout Jamboree type thing. And uh, we had quite a few parade winners. Uh, the judging uh, was set up on um, the items of relevance to theme, originality, workmanship, and general crowd appeal. And uh, the judges were awarding points in each category, uh, with 10 being the best and one being the worst. Of course, we didn't have any ones. Uh, and the judging categories uh, were increased this year. We felt that we wanted to give away more ribbons and more uh, cash prizes just to get more people involved in the community spirit of Potato Days. Um, this year we had two honorable mention ribbons with $25 cash awards. One went to the Rebecca and your new store, and that was the float that Mary was on. I was the school teacher on it. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Mary was my fourth grade school teacher too. And um, the second one went to 
the Carbondale Elementary Second Grade, another $25 award. And Mary, maybe you want to talk a little bit about that group. Yes, uh, the teachers called me and asked me to give them a list of names, and I did. They didn't have quite as many children as they had names, but we have we have honored so many of our women of courage. Now, these women, the names that you gave were women of the past. Of the past, yes. And the little youngsters going by with the little the panels that they were holding were so proud. And my two little youngsters that I had on my float with the Little Red Schoolhouse, they said, oh, goody, we get to ride. Now, who else did you have on your float, uh, on the Rebecca float? Well, we had uh, little Kate on Ferguson and uh, Parker Nislinik as the two little students. Then my school board was Veda Sloan, Elder Darian, and... Um, um, Helen Stott. Yeah, it was and of course they were dressed back in the, as they said, the good old days, although these days are just as good. The um, next category, and this was a new category for this year also, uh, was a ribbon for the best crowd pleaser with a $50 cash award. And um, this one went to the Marble Maidens. And uh, possibly you remember what uh, this float was about. Uh, these gals had made their own costumes, and they were Indian maidens. And they made their own costumes. They had a, a pony, a painted pony, and uh, it was really, it was very original. The pony did quite a lot of maneuvering around. It's quite a, he was a beautiful pony, all Indian style. And then, as in other years, we had a, a category called Best Youth Individual. And this, again, was $50 uh, to these two young children. I think both of them are under five years old. I'm sure they are. Um, uh, Keenan Grimley was dressed as a cowboy. And his cousin, Ann Jude, uh, was dressed as the little cowgirl. And uh, they won the $50 award. The next um, category was Best Youth Group, which is uh, children under the age of 12. Um, first place went to the Potato Princesses, and uh, that float was a great big potato with a bunch of little girls from Crystal Village that live in Crystal Village dressed up as princesses. They won $100. And second place went to the Carbondale Middle School, um, and this was uh, Jennifer Carr's uh, choir from the middle school, and they won $25. Uh, the next category was Best Commercial or Business, and this was won by Mason and Morse of Carbondale. Again, a cash award of $100 along with their ribbons, and these ribbons were just beautiful this year, big and long and something that you really would want to put up on your wall. Uh, second place went to Alpine Bank of Carbondale with a $25 award. On the high school class or groups uh, category, uh, the freshman class took first place. And second place went to the sophomore class. And then the nonprofit organization the 1893 Sufferettes took first place, and the uh, Latin Ladies took second place. And then the best award, the best of show, the overall $250 award, went also to the Marble Maidens. So that was our lineup of prizes. And uh, if any of you out there listening have not received your um, ribbon or your award, please feel to call, free to call me after 12 tomorrow, and I will uh, get them to you. Other activities during the day, uh, the barbecue sold out. Mary was the, a server. I yes, sure I tell you, we had a lot of people going through the lines. Everyone was happy with the the meal that we were serving, the uh, meat was 
cut in cubes that was a little bit hard to make sandwiches out of <laughs> because the cubes rolled all over the plate, but nevertheless, everyone was happy to to get the barbecue. It was good. I know that um, in the last meeting, we had planned to prep for 1,200 people for the barbecue, so hopefully that's what we sold on tickets. Well, we, we run out of everything eventually, and people were still coming after the food was already gone. We gathered up as much as we could to serve them. Uh, this year, we also had the first annual volleyball tournament. And uh, this was organized by Jim McBride and Ted uh, Mernicke. And they had 11 teams involved. The first place team was out of Aspen, but the second place team was out of Carbondale, Joe Schofield's team from Alpine Bank. And um, from what I understand, it was very successful, and they do want to continue in years uh, to come. Uh, it was interesting to watch them. They were really really enthusi enthusiastic about their game. I guess they did have one. It was either a broken leg or a very badly sprained ankle um, during their tournament. The tater trot, which was put on by the um, art teachers from um, the high school, middle school, and the elementary school, Sue Hans, uh, Barbara French, and Kathy McCourt, uh, they had anticipated 100 participants, and they ended up with 150 runners yesterday. Oh, wasn't that grand? And all these proceeds are going to their art departments. So I'm very happy to see that they're going to have some money to use for supplies this year. The kids were so excited, so enthusiastic about it. It was their potato day. And uh, the bareback bonanza went on at the uh, Gus Darien Arena in the afternoon. It was starting to get just a little bit chilly, but uh, I haven't heard um, any of the awards or prizes that were given out or who won. Um, and I won't have that information until next week for the paper. And then that night, uh, last night, was the Lions Club dance, again, with the T. Lacey 7 band. And on Friday, they had sold out on tickets and had to produce some more tickets to sell. And although I did not go to the dance last night, I have heard from people in town that it was a lot of fun. Yes, I have heard they had a lot of fun. And it was uh, really a, a nice place to go. It's close to town and uh, a new place as far as dancing was concerned. People were excited about it. Talking to uh, Carmichael, uh, he didn't get home till four o'clock. He was one of the, well, I suppose a sponsor, of, not a sponsor, but a, a worker, let's say. Mm -hmm. They were really busy. And, of course, the Lions Club uses this money for good community projects, too. The uh, Potato Day Committee works with contributors, and uh, this year the contributors received barbecue tickets, dance tickets, a ducky race ticket, and, ex and a value of around $50 uh, for $100. The remaining of the money goes into our committee to do things like support the tater trot. We bought the t-shirts for the tater trot. We donated to the bareback bonanza so that that could be held, uh, of course, to the Lions Club dance and uh, the volleyball tournament. The parade itself um, involves money as far as setting up PA systems and that sort of thing. But whatever we have left will be turned back into uh, community projects. And right now there are some very exciting ones out there that I'm sure that we would like to participate in. The uh, Potato Day Committee has been turning their money over the past years into uh, worthwhile projects of the town. They've been doing a good job for all of us. I'd also like to thank the, um, uh, again, the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts of Carbondale. Uh, they were very special people yesterday, the Boy Scouts doing the pooper scooping on the parade, and both the Boy Scouts and the Girl Scouts uh, in the park cleaning up the trash. 
and uh, they I know they filled almost two dumpsters with trash yesterday and I think they left the park in beautiful shape yes they did they were dragging their sacks all over they were wherever they saw trash there was the scout yeah pop wagon itself wasn't as, as successful this year as it has been in the past but it was too cold people say no ice no ice it's too cold <laughs> i saw that the nice Lanics were selling potatoes yesterday and uh we had some other produce in the park in the farmer's market and country store and uh, Oh yeah, we had a carnival, kids carnival going on, and then the wild mustangs, um, they were showing the wild mustangs in the park also. Then there was uh, the uh, video downstairs at the theater. Yeah. Uh, the a lady Nancy from the E. Nancy Kinder um, did a slideshow at the Crystal Theater yesterday at 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, and 3 o'clock, and a lecture um, regarding the women's suffrage and uh, the process that uh, Colorado went through in order to um, be able to vote. And so this was a very special year and a very special potato day, and we hope that we were able to educate the community a little bit more about where Carbondale came from and the people that um, lived here and are still living here and what they have done for our community. And I think that uh, that's the whole idea of Potato Day is uh, it's a community event. It's for the community. And we hope that in the years to come that we can choose a different subject and uh, uh, just so that we know a little bit about our past. We have so many of our people, all of our businesses, supporting Potato Day. And, of course, this all leads to a friendly town. And that, that is one of our highlights. Carbondale is a friendly town. And I hope we can keep it a friendly town. Yes, this year we had 77 contributors for Potato Day, which is just wonderful uh, to see the enthusiasm uh, to help preserve this event. Everyone says, don't let Potato Day go by. It used to be in the past that Potato Day was celebrated after the potato harvest. So sometimes we had our Potato Day in November. And I remember one year when I stood in a cardboard box to keep my feet out of the snow, we were serving in the snow. I can remember when I was growing up and we'd have 30, 35 acres of potatoes and it seemed like we picked from September 15th through November, but I'm yes. sure it wasn't quite that long. We used to dismiss school so the kids could go and help their parents with their potatoes because at that time everybody raised potatoes. Potatoes was our crop and we would send out carload after carload to all over the United States, good old potatoes. And it's uh, our potato day is uh, was sort of a thank goodness the crops in, <laughs> and people really enjoyed getting together and having a good time for potato day. And uh, it's uh, it's growing. At one time, we didn't have to charge for Potato Day because everything was donated by the farmers and the ladies of town did the baking of potatoes. But as time went on and people stopped raising potatoes and there are fewer cattlemen and farmers, most of them are selling off their property for this outstanding building that's going on in this area. It's, uh, we're growing. And now also, you you do still raise some potatoes, or your brothers do. Yes, I think we still have about an acre of potatoes. Um, and uh, it, we haven't had our annual 
picking day yet, but it should be coming up either this weekend or next weekend that we all get together and pick out the field the old-fashioned way. <laughs> well, usually the crop has to wait for a good frost before the potatoes are ready to be dug. I think we're close. <laughs> I think we're close. I wore an extra sweater today because I think it's too early to be as cold as it is. Anyway, I heard this morning that Aston got six inches of snow last night. That's, well, winter is coming, I guess. We better welcome it one way or another. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The um, Potato Day Committee had been meeting every Monday noon. So many of our people were donating their lunch hour to come to the Potato Day meetings. And the highlight of the lunch hour was Miss Seal's cooking. We all enjoyed the lunch that she prepared for the workers. And I am really pleased that there are so many young people, Tony, you included, that are taking part in the Potato Day Committee. Used to be just the old people over and over again. But it was really great just to see so many people out working for Potato Day. If anybody has any suggestions on how to improve the day, it's probably best to share those uh, when the experiences are fresh in your mind. So feel free to give me a call or Mary or uh, Carol or Ernie Gianetti and uh, just to express um, your feelings. And if we can make it better, we will try. We, we keep adding events. At one time, the street wasn't paved, wasn't, well, it was just a mud street, and we used to race up and down Main Street carrying a potato with a spoon to see who could get their potatoes to the basket at the other end of the line, and that was a lot of fun, and of course, everyone had to go home and take a bath after something like that because we've had a lot of rainy potato days and as I say even had snowy potato days but I can remember having races up and down Main Street bareback races we didn't have an arena then and people would race to the end of the line and pick up a potato and race back and put it in a basket and of course the one that filled their basket first would be the winner and it was a lot of fun to watch I was amazed at the crowd that we had on the streets I was amazed by all the people that were in the parade, too, so we did have a great turnout yesterday. Well, I think the fact that the, the theme was different, the Western Women of Courage, and Carbondale has a lot of Women of Courage, and that I think they were real pleased to be out and to be recognized. So it's uh, it was an event for all of us and I was very happy to see the little kids out because they got such a bang out of being a part of the Potato Day Parade. Uh, Potato Day is uh, scheduled around the Roaring Fork High School homecoming uh, activities. So although we generally try to do Potato Day the first weekend of October, we were put back a week this year because of the homecoming um, dates. Yes. And the homecoming game naturally was ours. <laughs> so we we're happy about that. So, but it did sprinkle a little, which, well, it's football weather. Some of the women that were in the parade were, um, well, Diddy Perry, Lori Loeb, Betsy Skank, uh, Chris Gardner. March Velasky. Next page. <laughs> Turn the page. Um, Carol Gianetti and Marion Smith. They uh, had quite a. They had some they, problems. Yes, they were in a buggy, and their horse wouldn't behave. So um, they took the horse out of the parade, and the two ladies walked. So they were women of courage to walk that far in the parade. We also had Alice Turner, um, 
Ann Holden, Marilyn Fiscus, uh, Barbara Schnabel, uh, Paula Mekaw, Ruth Fender Scarrell, Fran Pratt with the Lions Club, um, Evangeline Hinman. Evangeline had to ride in the second car because the car they were riding in for the parade stalled. But they were fortunate enough to hurry up and get another car, another car and go on, continuing the parade. We had Elda Darian, Levada Sloan, Mary Ferguson, Helen Stott, um, Ione Meredith. Their uh, float was an unusual. It was the past, present, and future women of courage. Um, Beulah Wilson was unable to ride on the float because of an illness, but she was still remembered. And then, of course, our grand marshals were all the barbecue-serving ladies that have served and served for years and years. And uh, it's very prestigious to get into that group. And every one of you, every one of them, thank you, the Potato Day Committee for the corsages. We wore them proudly. And uh, they say, well, what did you do to win one? And, of course, they were very happy to tell what they did do. The extra corsages that we had uh, left over yesterday were all oh, about 20 of them, 20, 25, were taken down to Heritage Park oh, and given great. to the ladies down there. That's great. So the Heritage Park was remembered, and uh, it is doing such a good job for our community, like we all are. It is a great little town to be in, and you have been listening to Tony Cerise with an update on Potato Day on this I Remember program, and I thank you for listening. Thank you, Mary. Thank you for listening to another fantastic installment of This I Remember by Mary Ferguson. For the full archive of all of the episodes, please visit CarbondaleHistory.org. If you would like to be able to search through the entire transcription library of all of her episodes, please email info at carbondalehistory.org. Thanks so much. Stay tuned. Subscribe.